Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. It's a new year, and with T-Mobile, it's not about how far apart we are. It's about how close we can be. So we're bringing out our best deal. Right now, get the iPhone 12 on us on every single plan with eligible iPhone trade-in. So I can FaceTime with my sister in Savannah. That's right. The iPhone 12 on us on every plan. All on America's 5G leader in coverage. T-Mobile. With 24 monthly bill credits and a new line plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us for well-qualified buyers. Qualifying consumer plan required. See coverage and offer details at T-Mobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. Week three without Jamie. We are still very sad, but... She is on her way, like we're going to talk to her in a couple weeks, but for day, for today, <laughs> I have my friend Jen here to talk to us about, um, I can't think of a better way to talk about it other than to say like toxic parenting. Um, yeah, so sit back and get ready for a deep but really enlightening conversation. Jen. Hi, Iris. Oh my God. Yes. Yay. That's so great. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay. So we're recording. This is so exciting. I am so excited to have you on guys. We had some technical difficulties getting Jen on, but look at you. You've arrived. Here I am. I cannot wait. I've been so excited to do this. I'm fine. I'm glad I finally worked. I am so excited too. Okay. So two things before we get to our topic. Thing number one, what is your New Year's resolution? I've been asking everyone. Ooh, I actually, I didn't make any really specific resolutions, but okay. I think my, if I had a loose resolution, it would be to just care less in general <gasps> about just bullshit. I love that. Is there, okay. The small things. Is there anything in particular that you're like, I cared a lot about last year and I really don't want to give a fuck about that this year? Oh yes, definitely. Um, something that I struggled with a lot was how I thought other people thought of me or other people's opinions of me. Yeah. And now I just really don't care. So I feel like when I, I feel like when I first met you, that was like one of the things that we talked about. So tell us, like, I think we're talking about our whole topic, but I want everybody to get to know you because I was just having a conversation with Jamie and we were talking, like we read this book um, called big friendships and we were talking about it and we're going to talk about it on the podcast in like March. But I was saying, I was like, so the book breaks it down to where you have like really big friendships in your life. And then you have like important friendships that like a big friendship is somebody who you've probably been friends with for a really long time. And like, if you didn't know them in your life, like your life would feel incomplete, which seems really deep, but I feel like the more women evolve, like I think they do feel that kind of intimate connection with their really good friends. So like, that's a big friendship. And then there's important friendships and then there's like good friendships. And then there's just like people who, you know, and I was talking about how this year, like last year, hallelujah, 
um, even in the middle of the pandemic, I was able to make a lot of people who I would consider good friends right now. And like that, I think that like, you know, the longer we get to know each other, we'll become like important friends. And then hopefully like eventually big friendships. And you are definitely one of the people that I talked about being somebody who I met last year. And I definitely consider you to be a good friend. So, but I remember when I first met you, you were like, yeah, like you had told me, you were like, yeah, I don't think these people like me, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't see how anyone could not like you. Um, so Aww, no, seriously, so nice. I really don't see it. Like maybe we just haven't seen that side of you. Maybe you have a dark side, but like, <laughs> I just don't see how anybody could not like you. You're so likable. Oh, well, thank you. No, and I really appreciate you saying that about me um, and sharing that with me. Um, I, I think just a lot of it really was like my internal mindset about it um, and just like not focusing my energy on the right places. Um, and I, I totally agree. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you better and like developing that friendship because I feel like we really connected surprisingly on Bumble. I know. Um, and I am one of the things I'm so angry about about 2020 was that, you know, we didn't have the chance to have like a normal friendship, you know, go and do <laughs> things together, do more. Like, you know, rip it up a little bit like we should be. I know. Well, you know <laughs> um, what? So I'm looking forward to it. Maybe this year we'll be able to. <laughs> yes. And maybe, you know, if I move a little closer to, oh my God. you know, I can just roll down the street. I would you. love it. That's like one of the second things that I wanted to talk to you about. So like I live in the suburbs, which everyone who listens to this podcast knows. And it's funny because like I don't feel like I live in the suburbs because I don't live that fucking far but like every time I tell people I'm in the suburbs they're like oh my god you live in the suburbs and like guys it's not that far and I get to have a yard and I'm not like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars in debt like if I had my same house in the city it would have cost me I would be willing to say it probably cost me double what I paid for it because the city is so fucking expensive it is um, ridiculous for a single family home in our neighborhood is in Wicker Park is, is around uh, $800,000, oh dollars It's just, it's disgusting. So like, so you guys have decided that you are like, maybe consider, well, like you are dead set. You are like, I'm moving. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, so like, what kind of like, were you just like, I need a yard for my puppy and like, I'm tired of being in this condo. <laughs> Yeah, it, those were kind of things that we thought, you know, we would get to there at some point And when we're there, we'll know. Um, and we're, it's kind of like a, a joint thing, like Josh is feeling it, I'm feeling it, we just we need more space for ourselves in addition to the dog. So it's getting to the point where, you know, we don't have the space to do or store the things mm-hmm. that we're interested in doing. Like, um, for me, that's art. So that's a lot of uh, like canvases, art supplies, paints, etc storing them and then putting them places you know the dog as well like he'll it has to be closed off from him you know there's like so many factors in it right um so yeah just realistically we we want to be happy with where we live we want the best out of what we have right Um, we want a really nice home base I love it so like have you all started to look at places yet definitely well in look at them we've been really just frantically swiping Zillow and Redfin mm-hmm. and all those um, realtor apps. Um, we're, we're definitely looking for things. Um, I don't think we would seriously move uh, within the next six months, but okay. we're kind of trying to find what we can afford where, um, really trying to find that sweet spot because um, for, for Josh, uh, my boyfriend, he's an attorney, he needs to commute to uh, the loop. So it needs right. to be close for him. Uh, my job is mostly remote, so it doesn't necessarily matter, but I, I still want to be close to the city as well well I feel like you guys are gonna love it if you move out by me um I think it's gonna be amazing and I think that more people are gonna move out here so like it's really like where we live right now is definitely a little bit more dead like I've always like I want to have a yoga studio around here and but I think that like 
the thing is, I think that the more people like you and like myself who are just like, I can't afford to get what I want to get in the city. Not everybody wants to buy, even if you could want to buy a $900,000 house when you could move down the street literally and spend like 400 or like maybe even less. So I think hopefully more people will feel this way. Uh, and so then when the people come, then the yoga studios come. So that's my goal is like more people move here, please. So then I can have a nice yoga studio so I don't have to commute all the way to the city for one. So exactly. you don't have to get on the metro. Exactly. So I'll be really excited. I hope you guys move out here. I will love it. I already told Mike, I said, the Bears somehow <laughs> scrounge by winning this game today. Guys, today, by now, we'll know if they lost by the time this comes out. Because this is going to come out next weekend. But today is the day that the Bears have a game against the Saints. I think oh, no. they're I think they're gonna lose. Um, but I think Mike, so too. But, but Mike seems to be like somewhat convinced that there is a chance, and I'm like, I don't think there's a chance. But like, if there is a chance, if by some way they win, I was like, we should invite Jen and Josh to come over to watch with us next weekend because I was like, at least we know that they like to watch the games, and he can, Josh can be like, this is what it's like to live in the suburbs. Like you can have space. You can go, we can get sushi that may or may not be here, or we can just get like regular city food too. So I'm totally going to invite you guys over if we somehow manage to win the game today. Um, oh my gosh, that sounds so great. Now I'm definitely excited. Just get a room for them. Now I want them to win. <laughs> if not, maybe we'll just watch baseball in the yard over the summer. It'll be good either way. Um, that's perfect. I like that. And you can definitely bring your pooch because Katie loves other dogs. Like that's her jam. She doesn't really like people, but if you bring a dog, she's like, cool. Like you, you work. She doesn't like humans, but she loves other dogs. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. She can play with Arthur and they can bother each other and all. We can hang out. Yeah, Katie will love it. Um, so I, so you were like listening to the podcast and you like heard something and it kind of made you like want to come on. So do you want to share with us like what like made you interested in coming on and like what we're going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was listening to one of your podcasts. It was, um, I think I, I can't remember the exact overall topic, but you had gotten to something in the conversation about like your mother's um, and like your mother's making comments about uh, weight and how that affected you growing up um, and their kind of values that they started with and how that kind of influenced their treatment of us. Um, it just really struck me uh, because one, it's an issue that I um, really struggled with myself uh, with my own mother, um, just really significant issues with that. Um, and two, I thought it was totally alone. I just had never talked to anyone about it and had never approached anyone about it before I texted you about it. Um, it just made me felt, feel really good. Yeah. Like to, to know that someone else had could understand, not that you had experienced it, but that you understand how that feels. For sure. And honestly, like you were not the only person who reached out to me after the podcast. I was like, oh my God, when you said that about your mom. It totally was like my mom did that too. I think lots of people's mothers do this to them and they don't even realize that it's bad. Like I talked to my mom about this even now and she stands by the fact she'll, she's like, my mother is lovely, but like, she really doesn't feel like it's, she didn't, she still doesn't feel like that was like a bad thing to say. Like mm -hmm. she still is like, well, you know, she's like some people like want to work out with their moms and like they want their moms to tell them that. And she's like, I felt like I was just trying to be helpful to you. And I'm like, that is like literally not helpful. Like, I don't know no. why you feel like it's helpful, but it is not. Um, yeah. So today's episode, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the podcast today because it literally just came out. But I did an episode with my friend Bree 
and um, we talked about this girl who was like a size 10 and she has like a friend who's a size four and like her friend says that her that she's fat and so it makes her feel like really bad so we were both just talking about how like uh people's sizes are so like and how much they weigh and like how they feel about themselves is so subjective because I think I was saying this to you too like Mm -hmm. I was like um I don't know why we got on this topic but I was like yeah like I was like everybody should like Jen because you're like a tall like pretty like in my opinion than blonde woman like who's very beautiful I was like who wouldn't want to be friends with a tall beautiful thin blonde woman I was like that seems like what everybody would want to be friends with but you were like when I told you that you were kind of like oh like I don't really feel that way like you don't see yourself that way so like have you had struggles with like your self-image and like how you see yourself absolutely that and this is something that I kind of recently um, came to terms with and understood through therapy so I have a really good understanding about it yes. I'm really happy to, to share it insert clapping people... moment now for you yeah, mentioning we can going let's, to therapy yes. let's do it yes. therapy. please please do it um, it just really it was like waking up um, oh that's so I amazing. really recommend it so um, but anyway sorry I lost my train of thought could you repeat it again sorry. yeah no we were just going to talk just about so like your self-image <laughs> and like what you kind of realized when you were in therapy about like how you've been viewing yourself Oh, right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So um, for for me, it was, I didn't realize how large the issue of body image was in my life and really how much it was controlling me. Um, it was it was to the point where I had, um, as a result of like my mother's comments that, you know, we had discussed earlier, for her, it wasn't just every now and then, it was all the time, um, just constant body talk, my body, her body, my peers' bodies, mm-hmm. like at, just everyone around. Um, so it made me really hypersensitive to my image um, and how other people perceived me. Um, my mom spoke oh, only negatively about herself. Got it. So that's kind of like the mirroring that I did. So I could never see myself as, you know, like you see me or other people see me because I've been trained since I was literally a little girl to um, always find something wrong with me. So how do you feel like about yourself now and like what kind of work have you been doing like personally and then also have you been working with your mom about that too like is that still something that happens with your mom even now like you're out of her house you own your own place you have a boyfriend you have a dog mm-hmm. like is that still conversation that happens that makes you feel uncomfortable Absolutely. It's, it's actually, it's a really um, huge issue right now. Um, I haven't, I don't confront her about it just honestly at the um, direction of my therapist. She think it would just be a huge, another opportunity for her to disappoint me. Um, We just can't talk about it because every time I see her, she, and it's not something she does with awareness. That's part of her issue. Mm -hmm. She has absolutely no awareness of how she impacts people she um, would always like make a comment about my weight or my appearance, or you look this way or that way, or like you look this way in comparison to me. Every time I see, would like see her, um, I would feel bad about myself by the time I left, now, which is never how you want to no. feel. Now, is it always that she's saying, not that it matters because I think any comparison can make you feel, because I think even like for me, um, I can't remember like what, yeah, like I can't remember if I shared the story about like how when I was sick and I like lost a bunch of weight, my mom was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So like then like you're always looking to get that level of like praise again. So it's always like when I see my mom, like I want her to tell me that I look like I lost weight. But like, I think that's why I really try not to tell anyone like that they like 
hey, like, it looks like I would, first of all, never tell somebody they gained weight. Like, that just seems absolutely fucking crazy. I would never say that to somebody. But, like, I even try to say, like, to people who are, like, losing weight, I try not to say anything like that. Like, I, we, there's going to be an episode that comes on at the Mm -hmm. end of this, at the end of the month um, with one of my friends who just had a weight loss surgery. And even her, like, I've seen the pounds melt off of her. And I still just go like, wow, like, how are you feeling? Like, I still don't want to be like, wow, you look so great. You look so thin. Because then it's implying that you looked horrible before, which honestly, she didn't. So I'm like, I don't really want to say that shit to people because I'm just like, it never, there is no right way to talk about somebody's weight. And you don't know, like, what they're feeling. And even if it feels good in the moment for somebody to say like, oh, my God, you look so like, great, like you lost a lot of weight. I think it still just still makes you feel like, well, if you gain weight, then they're going to notice that you gain because obviously they're paying attention to you. And for two, yes. like it, you always want to get that praise of like, you want to be the girl that looks like you lost weight. So then you, every time you see them, you want to like do that. And it just like puts this pressure on you. So I, like, I feel that personally. So I can only imagine like that must be an issue for you too. Oh, it's just 1000% true. Um, Those things that you that you were saying, like, to me, those are actually like what I would consider triggers. Um, When I I eventually developed an eating disorder, um, after Mm -hmm. my mom put us on diets when we were in middle school. um, And I struggle with that, like to this day, I have so many problems with that. Um, But people as soon as I started to lose weight, I got so much praise, especially from my mom. And those things would drive me, they would literally drive me like feed me like I wouldn't eat for days and it was like these compliments would would help me be like okay you're doing the right thing you need to continue right so that's a really good way to to Jen Iris okay great we're back okay okay fine I'll edit it I'll edit it the fact that we got disconnected because that happens to Jamie and I all the time oh man (laughs) it's the theme um it is. It's just like the theme of anybody who does a podcast is like a low budget podcast like this one. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so wait, before we get back in, I want to tell you this, like, I actually had no idea any of that stuff about you, which is really a very good level of awareness for like anyone who listens to this. You actually don't really know what's going on with people and like, you know, like how they're feeling or even receiving your comments. Cause even like at the beginning of this call, I was just saying, and also like when we like hung, when we hung out and you've mentioned some of these things, I think I have always said like, yeah, I really think of you as like a tall, thin, cute blonde girl. And like, I want to tell you, I'm sorry for saying that. Cause I actually feel like that could have also made you feel uncomfortable. And that was my bad. Um, I do think you're like wonderful either way. It has nothing to do with that. Um, so I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even realize you were going through all of that. And I'm sorry that I may have like also impacted you, even if, you know, I'm sure like maybe it wasn't like just a needle thing, but still not great. Sorry oh, that I okay. did that to you. No, no. And like that to me, that's different because um, it's, I, I've learned now that I can tell like from like when they come from a, a, a good place or, you know, just like a positive or a compliment. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, those are things like, like, I appreciate that because I feel like you're saying it, um, like in a nice way, um, or the, like what you're saying is justifying kind of like how I feel. Um, that doesn't upset me. It was like the, the way that my mom did it. And like, I'm, I'm just not in that headspace anymore where I allow okay. it to like, to control me. Um, and but I, I, oh, I just want to tell you, like, I genuinely, like every time I see you like on Instagram, you're just like such a light spirit. It really is nothing to do with like, 
you like being tall or what like however I feel about you with that but like you do like always appear to be just like beautiful from the inside out like you you do have like a very like light like me and Jamie always say this like you're the person where like we talk so much and you're always like no I love listening like you're just so light um so like I like when I say like oh my god Jen like who wouldn't love you you're so beautiful like I don't necessarily even just mean like how you look I just mean like all that you bring to relationships in the limited time that I've known you has been so light so like when you say like yeah like I've had issues with people I'm always like what like that's wild because you are literally such a easy to get along with person and you're like willing to do stuff like I've invited you to random shit like paddleboarding you're like yeah let's do it and you like show you're like so easy so like that's what I really mean I think you're just a delight (laughs) but I like yeah um so like you haven't talked to your mom about this but it's been something you're working on in therapy I like Mm -hmm. have like my dad is like that not necessarily about like my body stuff but like my dad is like he one time told me that I would be what did he say to me like he asked me if I was like thinking because I've been with my partner for like my husband for a really long time and he was like asking me he was like so are you guys gonna have a baby soon and I was like yeah I'm not really sure like I'm not 100% sure that I even want to have a kid like it's something that I've kind of been like you know like I don't like I I feel like I want to be a mom now but like I don't know how I'm gonna get there it's like not necessarily concrete for me the way that it is for other people and a couple years ago I didn't think I wanted to have a kid at all Mm -hmm. so it's been like an evolution um and I was like yeah I'm not really sure if I want to have a kid or not I'm still like trying to think about it mind you I'm 32 like I don't have to have a kid right now and he asked me about this like three years ago so I wasn't even 30 yet um and he was like, yeah, like, maybe that's a good idea for you. Because like, you, he, he literally said to me, you're a really selfish person. And I don't feel like you would be a good mom. Oh, and so yeah, so like, I and he says shit like that to me all the fucking time. Like he's been so toxic to me, like throughout my entire life, that I don't even like I, I do talk to him. And it's almost like an obligatory conversation. Like, mm-hmm. I almost feel like I have to talk to him because he is my father. And he's not an absent father. So, like, when I hear people being like, yeah, like, my dad never talks to me and never did this or that. My dad's a type of person where he sends me stocks in the mail. And he, like, wrote me in his will as his benefactor. So he's going to leave me property and money. And, like, on paper, that sounds really great. Other than the fact that he's actually been fucking horrible to me, like, most of my life emotionally horrible so like it's been like a hard thing because you know they're your parent and so you want to be really respectful to them but I can't imagine ever being like able to tolerate the things that he says in a person who wasn't my parent like I would never talk to him if he wasn't my dad right Um, and that really speaks to the expectation of maintaining familial relationships in like mm -hmm. the United States it's like yeah if you don't like your parents or you don't agree with them you don't have a good relationship with them like it's bad when in reality Mm -hmm. it's like in if it were like you said if this were anyone else you would cut them out of your life why are we doing this to ourselves I have no idea I've even seen situations where um like seen in terms of like I've watched documentary series about this or like read news articles where the parent has been convicted of molesting a child and they're still able to get some type of visitation. Maybe it's supervised, but like, can you, like, I can't imagine like why the country we live in is like, well, that is your parent. It's like, why, like, why would you make it so that this child or person has to spend time with their abuser? 
of any kind like sexually or yeah but I've seen that happen where like there have been parents who've been convicted of some like type of molestation and they've been allowed to have supervised visitation which every time I hear that I'm just like that's crazy I've even heard like there was a girl who was raped and like the person who raped her got her pregnant and he had paternal rights like it's stuff like that that I'm just like what is going on here so do you like do you so like with your mom I like for me I haven't seen my dad since I graduated from high school I talked to him occasionally but like when I got married I did not invite him um I sent him photos because like that's like about as much as I could do and my mom was like she was like, well, he's your dad. You should really invite him because I invited my stepdad. And I was like, honestly, the thought of my dad coming to my wedding gives me so much anxiety that like, I don't even think I could have a good time if he was there. And he still hasn't been over to my new, like to my house either. Mm-hmm. Because I, the thought of him being here, like, I just feel like he would be critical. Like, why did you buy the house here? Like, why, like just, and like things that I want to be happy about, I choose not to involve him in. So like, how is your situation with your mom? Like, do you see her regularly? Do you guys have a good relationship outside of these conversations? Um, so I really, I don't see her that much. I'm, I'm realizing now, like through therapy, that I've put a lot of distance between us, physical distance throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a reason for it. I guess I just didn't understand at the time. Um, so I live in Chicago. They live in um, another state. I just, um, let's see, how far are they? Maybe like three hours away. Um, okay. So it's there's that physical distance and I just I keep it that way. I, I realistically only see them for um, holidays and for uh, like big events um, just because I just it reduces the number of those conversations, I guess, if that makes sense, because yeah. you, you can't talk about them. You can't ask them to stop because that doesn't end well. So all you can do is and limit do your you- exposure. Like, do you talk to your mom, like, regularly on the phone or anything like that? Like, do you guys have, like, that kind of relationship? Um, n- not a lot. Very rarely. <laughs> I, I personally just, in general, do not like talking on the phone. Um, <laughs> so that's, like, You're like, I don't want to talk to anybody, but, like, yeah. I definitely don't want to <laughs> I just, I'm, like, it. a much more, and, like, this is very fun, but I like to be, like, in person. Um, that's just, like, more of who I am. Um, I just, I don't like to be on the phone, but like, you know, I'll have a couple of conversations with them, but they do have to be like shorter. I, I just feel very emotionally drained. So I, I try to keep them as, you know, small as possible. Yeah. Now, is there anything, so like, I'm sure lots of people who listen to this will totally understand what you're talking about. I think a lot of people have issues with their family. Like, I don't know a single person who doesn't have this. And I feel like it's something that nobody talks about Mm -hmm. like no one says that they have these traumatic relationships with their parents um like but I can think off the top of my head about a lot of people who have like really trauma inducing relationship with their parents but they like you said like it's almost like you just can't cut them out have have you come to any kind of end goal plans with your parent like for my dad, I think that, like, this is probably going to be our relationship forever. I don't mm-hmm. think that I'm going to invite him to be a part of my life more. I don't think we're going to be super close ever. But I do think, like, I call him once a month because I feel like I'm obligated to. Mm-hmm. And I try my best to never see him. And I feel like that's, like, where we're going to be. I feel like eventually, like, maybe I'll have to see him before, like, you know, he dies, which sounds really dark. But I feel like event- I- I'll oh. probably see him, <laughs> you know, once. 
but I try my best not to because I just kind of like to keep that like I like to keep him segmented off into a space where he's like it's almost like I'm afraid he's gonna explode so I'm just like gently handling him over to the side do you Mm -hmm. feel like like with my mom though and some of the things she said like about like weight and everything like that I feel like that's a more workable situation. Like I talked to her about it and she is willing to, to hear me. She definitely disagrees. Like she does not think it's as big of a deal as I think it is. Um, but I talk to my mom really regularly. So like, I feel like, but that's because she's really open. My dad is like not open mm-hmm. at all to, to hearing any form of criticism at all. And even if he did, like, if I told him, I don't think it would really make a difference. Like, I just think he would be like, you're a dramatic millennial. So, but do you feel like, what you're doing with your mom is like maintainable like is this your this your end goal or like what have you worked through in therapy about like what might happen next yeah um so I I would say my long-term plan is some form of what I'm doing now um it's definitely something that I uh, had to work through in therapy um I actually did a no contact period with them for a couple weeks Mm. for a while just because I I was dealing with so many emotions with them in the past that I was unable to speak to them in the future like now if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to do a lot of work with that. Um, once I got to that place, then I decided, yes, it would be kind of like a continuation of what I'm doing right now. Very uh, kind of like limited. I'm going to be the one initiating most of the conversation. I'm, I'm going to be limiting what I'm sharing um, just because I know that if I, you know, don't follow those boundaries, then I'm going to end up where I was in, you know, middle school, high school, and, you know, all, all that pain I went through. I, I can't do that again. Yeah. Now, do you feel like, I don't think I've ever, or maybe I have, and I just don't remember, like, we probably haven't talked about it in deep detail. Do you think that, like, is your relationship path with Josh, like, do you guys want to get married? We do. Yeah. And it's, it's something that we, um, we're thinking about in the next few years. Um, okay. But well, you're so young too. Yeah. So like, no yeah. pressure. I'm just like, I'm just like asking a hypothetical, like, cause I think what, it, like, how old will you be this year? 28? Um, I'll be 29 this year. Okay, it'll be 29. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you're like, you've got plenty of time. Like, you take your sweet time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Move it to the suburbs first. Maybe you can have a backyard wedding, whatever. I don't know. But would you, like, so, okay, you want to get married in a couple of years. Do you feel like you would, are you, are you going to invite your mom? I think I would. Um, I don't okay. think the, her presence at the wedding would be an issue. I think it, w- or would cause any kind of issues. I think it would be the lead up to the wedding that would be mm-hmm. like that's more of how yes. like it works in mine it would be the um the overbearing the controlling the mm-hmm. um just inability why to are see you doing feelings. this like yeah and then like if we I I don't want to take her dress shopping because she will make oh me my god horrible. that's what I was gonna she, ask you I was like I, I couldn't imagine I you doing that I, I so, like my about mom it, is it definitely I think my mom is like I, I want to give her, like I think my mom sounds like she's a lot less Um, intense thing your mom is like I feel like I didn't know the extent of everything with that like that is so traumatic and I appreciate you sharing it with all of us because that's really deep like what I was talking about was like I think it was impactful and hurtful to me and it doesn't sound like it went nearly as deep of a dive as like what's going on with you but even for me say like I'm acknowledging that to say like even for me I didn't I invited my mom to come wedding dress shopping with me after I had already picked out my dress like Mm -hmm. I was like when I went to go pick it 
yeah, like I was like, I went with my best friend and I tried on things. And then I went with like, I went there with my mom after I already knew which dress I was going to get. I showed her that dress. And then she was like, okay, well, could you show me some other things too? And I was like, yes, but just so you know, I'm doing that to indulge you. But like, this is the dress that I'm getting. Like, I'm already getting this dress. But like, you know, like I'm her only daughter. If you want to see me fucking dress up in dresses, cool. (laughs) (laughs) This is the dress that I'm getting because I feel good about it. And, like, I put on a couple other ones, but she even agreed. She's like, yeah, the one that you picked is the best dress. But, like, I needed to – I couldn't have her in my head when I was trying to pick something out. Like, it was just not possible. Um, But it sounds like for you, maybe doing that would even be too much. So she might just need to be surprised. Like, your mom might need to be, like, show up at the wedding. This is what I'm wearing. It's over kind of situation. Yeah. To to be honest, I hadn't thought a ton about it. But what you had said is honestly such a smart – idea and that's exactly what I was trying to in reality I'm trying to avoid is like her you know having that control in my head um I would say at that point it would have to depend if I were essentially emotionally strong enough to handle Mm -hmm. that or not and then I mean I'm honestly at the point with my mental health where if it will like cause me more issues to have her there or at that event or fitting or whatever she's not coming I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this again. Like what she, what I ended up putting myself through and what I've been through, I'm realizing is so, so traumatic. And so, mm-hmm. um, I guess, extreme that it's yeah. just, um, I can't do it again. So absolutely. I'm like, back. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's your day too. I have yes. another friend who honestly, yeah, but I have another friend who has like a very, like, not, like not to, her mother, honestly, and truly like is, is is awful like her mother is awful and like her mother's behavior literally ruined her entire wedding oh my gosh and it has made it so that she feels so like she couldn't even enjoy her day that like every year she's like I want to just renew my vows so that I can enjoy myself like she had a dress picked out um similarly she did similarly to what I did but like it was so bad when she went back with her mom that like she ended up picking a dress that her mom liked and then she hated it. She was so uncomfortable. Like it just from start to finish ruined her experience. So like, and she's like one of my closer friends. So like, I just remember talking to her about it and feeling like it's amazing what our mother, what mothers can do to girls. Like it just is, they have so much power. Yes, <laughs> like It's so true. Um, Like in, even if like, it's not like she didn't know that her mom was not great like she was knowing that she was going into it knowing the amount of trauma she had with her mom but then we have exactly like what you said and even with me like my mom like I I think in the grand scheme of things she is not as I don't want to say terrible like I don't want to compare but like her intentions are not as negative as what it seems that you are speaking to and what I know my friend has gone through too Mm -hmm. so but even knowing just like that her little chippy comments would have triggered me to feel upset like led me to not wanting to do that so like I think that because though it wasn't as deep as what you and my other friend are going through with um your mother's I think that I was like able to kind of blow her off a little bit when I went to the second thing like I was able I was like no like I was able to just be like no like this is what I'm doing but I feel like if it went as deeply as it went with you and with this other friend even the second fitting might be too much like I think for my friend it ended up being too much because she tried to do what I did which was like she picked her dress she wanted to show her and it just went awry. Like, so I do see how that can happen to people. And it's just amazing what we do, though, feel obligated to, like, do this for our mothers because we're like, they're your mother. But also, yeah, like, totally, neg- 
yeah, like giving away and negating your own mental health for the sake of like making them happy, even though you know it's going to make you incredibly miserable. So that really sucks. And that brings me to my last question. I don't know if I ever asked you this. Do mm-hmm. you guys feel like you want to have kids? Um, hard, maybe. Okay. Um, yes. That's, that's I love old. that. That was me when I was your age. I, f- I say that like I'm an old timer. <laughs> but yeah, like I only recently have been like, I would love to be a mom, but like to one child. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Maybe. A single well-behaved child. <laughs> exactly. A single well-behaved child. Prodigy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who like is like very list like is a great listener and not mouthy and uh, learns Just how well to read yeah <laughs> learns how to read at an early age you know that kid like I would love Absolutely. that child <laughs> totally um, um, so hard maybe that's great yeah part of, for us like there's so much left that we want to do. Um, you know, for ourselves as individuals, um, just, we want to travel a lot. I don't, and just, we're not really just straight up, not ready. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a future, future gen, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, and you know what? You may be like, <laughs> you may be like, I don't want to. I was just talking to uh, Jamie about this. And I feel like one of the things is like, I want to be a mom, but I still want to, that's why I really just want to have one is I really just want to still have my life. And I feel like that was like one of the things that my my own mom actually did really well is like, I can't for the life of me, my mom had me when she was young, she was 19, but I can't for the life of me remember my mom ever having like mom friends. Like she had friends and some of them had kids, but she didn't have mom friends. Like she wasn't like seeking out friends for the sake of having friends who had kids the same age as me. Like mm-hmm. she was just kind of like, yeah, okay, like you could... Like, I know you're two years old and that kid's six, but mom's going to hang out with her friends. So, like, you guys should figure that out. Like, that was kind of the situation. Like, you know, if you happen to have a kid that's the same age as my kid, wonderful. And I just, like, kind of am digging that with, like, even the things that my mom did wrong. Like, I do like the fact that, like, she was still in tuned and like to herself like I don't really feel like she gave up herself which I think sometimes was a detriment and I want to do better in that regard but I also like sometimes I have friends who don't have any like who don't have any friends at all like their whole life does surround the kids and I feel like that's been the thing that has made me feel the most anxious about having children is the fact that like if you have them does that mean that you die um and I just haven't wanted to do that and I think that that's like my biggest pain point is that I'm just like, how do I know that these kids, these mom friends that I make, how do I know I'm even going to like them? What if I don't even like them and I'm just friends with them because they have kids? Like, I just want to have my own friends. And so then I'm just, yeah, like I'm hoping other people that I know just have kids because I'm just like, I don't know if I want to necessarily just be friends with these people because they have kids because they might suck. Totally. I think it's, it's such a real and relatable thing. Fear. Like I totally have that as well. It's like, how, how are, how is this going to work? Like, how are these kids going to get along? Like, how mm-hmm. are we, it's, there's just a lot of anxiety around it. I think that's the really, a really good term that you had said. Yeah. Like, we were kind of comparing ourselves to like the experience we had with our mothers. Like we want to change some things, but you know, we don't want to repeat the same issues. I think is like an underlying mm-hmm. thing. For sure. And also, I just want to make sure that I feel, like, happy and healthy for myself. And also, too, like, another thing that I worry about, like, my mom didn't go through this, but that I see other people go through I've heard about is, like, also everybody seems like they hate their husbands. And I'm like, I don't want to hate. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm like, I don't really necessarily like that either. Like, I'm happy to just, like, be happy with him. And I, like, don't want 
to like have a kid and then it's like does that really it just kind of would be great if you could figure out what it would be like if you had a child without having it first <laughs> totally like, and then you're like I will opt in or opt out of this yes <laughs> like I wish that that was like a I wish that was a thing where you could just do like a virtual reality like live integration of like your life with a child and like just test it out like I think you should test it out for a year kind of see how that goes and then if it's just like not working out you could be like all right well I think I'm gonna just stick to the dog or like maybe it's awesome and you're like actually this is great knock me up but I feel like it's just (laughs) so unknown that I have like a lot of anxiety surrounding the like is this gonna be okay like am I gonna be exhausted am I gonna like of course you're gonna be tired right but like how tired like am I gonna feel like it's just you just don't know and I hear people like I listen to the mommy blogs they are like this kid vomited on me they have lice they have hand foot mouth I haven't talked to my husband and I'm just like oh my god what like I want like I love the fact that people are so real now but I was just talking to another person about this I love that everybody's so real but I'm also just like is it all bad? Like, is there a good part? Like, I want to see, like, tell me a little bit of the good part too. Cause right now it's looking like a lot of lice and some shitty diapers. <laughs> and I'm like, tell me about the like kiddle, the cuddles and the kisses and like the proud. Mo- like, I, I feel like that's the hard part about motherhood is that like a lot of the good parts are probably just like deep within your soul. And like, how do you show somebody how happy you are on the inside? Totally. Like in a lot of these moments are really small or like wouldn't mean to anything to someone else out of context. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's so difficult. Yeah. So but, um, it's my fear of mommyhood, but otherwise, you know, we'll keep on going, <laughs> try to make ourselves better, <laughs> but you, I'm happy for you that you're like, I don't know, like I'm going to take my time and like, I want to travel and, and do more too. Cause I think that that's like the first thing people should do is like, at least make sure you like your partner right? Like, oh, totally. you don't want to hate them. Like be like, have a kid and be like, Ooh, turns out you suck. Like, I mean, that could still happen, but I feel like if you could do a little of the groundwork at first might kind of make it a little bit better. So that way when like he's dead asleep and the baby's crying and like he's sleeping through the crying and you roll over <laughs> and you look at him and you're like, I fucking can't stand you. You'll remember the time that you guys went to Bermuda and he was really cute and nice. And like, <laughs> you'll be like, all right, listen, I don't really hate your guts in this moment. You suck. But like, I can't remember the good time. You need to have that, like the stockpile of happy memories to build up before. Cause I'm sure something with kids is going to piss you off. It seems like it. Oh, totally. Like, I, I want to make sure that, like, you know, of course, that foundation is really strong. But I also, like, want to make sure that my individual self is, like, developed enough and, like, has what it needs. Because I feel like that is a huge issue with, like, parenting and, like, parenting issues. It's mm-hmm. like the parent is incomplete or, you know, they're emotional, they're emotionally unstable. They're, you know, they don't have certain needs matter. They over-sacrifice. I don't want to do that because my mom totally would be like, I've sacrificed so much for you. Right. And you kind of, like, guilted us. And it's like, I don't, it's. I feel like, you know, at some point, parents will always have to sacrifice something. You know, it's just like a a verbalization. But I want to feel like I'm in a good, strong place that I can role model for my child. All the good things. Um, Yeah, yeah, like the emotional things and um, just just being ready for everything. Because I feel like right now I'm not in a place to, like, emotionally handle a child and to emotionally, like, mirror things. Yes, I'm same. I mean, I'm sure I could. I'm sure I am. But I'm just like, I don't feel like there yet which is probably why I don't have a kid um but that was so great thank you so much for coming on and talking to us is there anything else that you you feel like we should know about like your experience or just about you in general that like a lighter note or anything like that oh yeah so that's like so interesting I feel like we covered a lot of like really dark really heavy (laughs) things 
<laughs> I know. Um, and like, literally, you're so the least dark, heavy person that I know. Like, you are so, that's what I, I yes. genuinely mean. You're like the lightest. Like, you're just like, yeah, sure. I'll come over for a potluck and make a dip. And I'm like, what? Okay, great. Thank you. So yeah. like, you have a usually light spirit. So I think if anybody knew you in person, they would be like, wow, like that was not like what we expected to hear from you. You're very deep. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's like, that's what I really appreciate. I just like, I want people to know, you know, and that I'm also open to those conversations. If people, you know, have questions or things like, that's what I really like to do is I like to listen to people. Like you said, I like to, to like, kind of fill in things. And um, because I think one of the most valuable things is like, sharing, um, especially Mm -hmm. with women, like sharing help, sharing information and like being there for each other. Um, It's, it just, it's just so important for our mental health. Um, I'm, I don't know. I just think that's something that's really um, kind of developed with me in the last like couple months is that I'm just feeling um, kind of really strong um, in that way. Um, sorry, I'm like kind of losing my, <laughs> my train of thought. Just like, no, no, um, I love it. And I'm so glad that I feel like I must have met you at like the perfect time because like I'm excited to get to know yeah. you. I want you to move down the street. I want to watch Bears games together. And you know, whatever else, I don't know what else people do, like other stuff. I hope I can't remember life before COVID. So like, you know, whatever, know, whatever it was like that we all sit outside. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. I'm just like sports and outside. I don't know, whatever it was that people did before, you know, this, this whole pandemic, like, I'm not really sure what that is, but we should do it. It's great. Yes. Yeah. I'm just totally looking forward to doing all those things like post COVID. And then also without all those things that I've been carrying in years prior, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Yes. And you're going to get to move out of your house. It's going to be like, you're going to have such a transitional year. I can feel it. Like you're going to be able to really fully explore your new friendships that you've made. You're going to travel more. You're going to move to the suburbs. but it's good like people hate the suburbs but you're gonna love it because you're gonna have a yard for your dog and there is shit to do out here people I know people don't think there is there's stuff out here there is stuff and it's not hard to get to the city you could just like hop on the metro be in like the city in 15 minutes or whatever and just I went out hop on last night I went to dinner um with two people you actually don't know but I'm totally gonna be excited to introduce you to them I think you would love them but Last night I went to dinner with my friend Julie and my friend Aaron, and we went to like Beatnik, like on the Lake River, something like that, which is like got an outside patio. So we went to dinner there, which is, it's basically in the middle of the loop from where I live. I took an Uber home. It took me 15 minutes to get home. I'm 15 minutes from the loop, guys, with no Chicago prices. So, you know, it's great. (laughs) I'm out like 15 minutes from the loop without Chicago mortgage rates and a yard. So it's not horrible. Totally. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we're looking for. So yes, I'm super excited to have you move here. I'm super excited to hang out. I can't wait to see you the next time that I do something, even if it's like still like, you know, COVID-y, but like dining outside or something. I'm just going to invite you because I really just enjoy you so much. And I'm excited to like deepen our friendship and get to know you even better. And I appreciate you for opening up today because I think this was like, such a valuable conversation for people and not something that I've ever talked about on the podcast. And to be honest, I don't think I've talked to anybody about it at all. And like when you said like the parental obligation that we feel as Americans, like that hit home for me so much. Cause I totally, like, I think some people have wonderful parents, but I think a lot of us don't and we feel like we need to keep them around cause they spawned us. And I just, you know, that's, 
spawned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a funny term. But yeah, you're totally right. It's like I feel like there are more people out there that have these same experiences but are afraid to talk mm-hmm. about it. And maybe this is something that we could change if we talk about yes, it. Yes, I know. love it. Um, but anyway, it was good talking to you. I will talk to you soon. And this is going to come out next Sunday. So make sure you listen to it. I sure, I'm sure you will. You're such a great listener. I love that about you too. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Thank you so much for allowing me on this. I'm just, oh, I was so yes, excited. Yes, and maybe. So it was really yes, fun. it really was. And maybe by some grace, we'll see you next weekend because the Bears are going to somehow still be in the playoffs. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> I, hope I hope so, so too. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay. What do you want to da da da? What do y'all want to da da da? I have not a da with da da da. We could switch to Progressa da da. Oh, y'all. We could switch to Progressa and za. Mm-hmm. We could za and have to buy some za. Oh, y'all. Let's switch to Progressa da da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're going to da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da to da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Enchanted Care Learning Center is ready to welcome your child into the classroom with a curriculum that challenges and inspires students, a daily routine that helps them thrive, plenty of time to play with friends, and most important, enhanced safety measures to keep everybody safe. Preschool is possible at Enchanted Care. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment on Saturday, January 23rd, or schedule a virtual information session. Visit EnchantedCare.com to find a preschool near you.